You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. So glad you're with me right now because we are merging our energies together to add to this wonderful collective consciousness that is all around us and all around the planet. When I was on the cruise a few weeks ago, Gary Temple Bodley of Joshua's Teachings and, of course, Joshua's Roundtable was on board giving a really, really great presentation on Joshua's expanded version of the Law of Attraction. Joshua is channeled through Gary and has written four really great books. And Gary was having such a great time channeling the written word. Well, I wanted to see if maybe we could get Gary to verbalize Joshua's words through hypnosis. So while on board, I hypnotized Gary and almost immediately the delightful non-physical entities known as Joshua popped through. It was a wonderful experience. So Gary and I decided that we would start practicing to get Gary more comfortable in reading Joshua's thought forms and talking to people directly. Yesterday was our first Skype hypnosis session and I was amazed at some of the things that Joshua said and I wanted to share parts of that wonderful interview with you. Please realize that this is only the beginning phase for Gary, which will lead to a mutual back and forth dialogue that, oh wow, will be so, so exciting. And before we bring Gary out, I also wanted to share something that really has been stuck in my mind all week and it is so powerful. So here it is, quote, the way people treat you is their karma. The way you react to their treatment is your karma. Let me repeat that. The way others treat you is their karma. And the way that you react to their treatment is your karma. (laughs) What does that mean? It means that if you choose to take this to heart and to apply it to your life, you will experience great freedom and save so much time and energy, allowing others to be themselves free of judgment. The simple phrase takes you out of your victim role and puts you into the high vibrational power mode in which you become your own creator. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that powerful? It's like finally you can stop living life by default. I think back to my younger days when I could only react to someone through my default anger because it turned on my cellular memories of living as a victim. Truth is, 
I was never a victim. But all the comfort and justification that I got from being a victim always, <laughs> always paid off in comfort to me. The good news, or should I say the really great news, is that the day comes for all victims when they finally throw up their hands and they say, I'm so tired of this reality and <laughs> I've got to live life differently. Well, you know, only a very small majority of people on this planet actually stay stuck in their misery and victimhood for a lifetime because the majority hits this point in their life and they change. They change the way they think because they get fed up with being miserable. It's called a natural evolution of, of growing up and taking responsibility for your own well-being. It's where people hit the fork in the road only to decide the road that they want to travel, which is to be magnificently powerful or desperately miserable. It's all about choice. As a hypnotherapist, I see people so stuck emotionally because they never were told that they have power over their thoughts. Their elementary school, junior high schools, and high schools never gave them a clue that there's only one thing in this world that you can control in your life, and that's your thoughts. We have been conditioned to react, and this is where the separation of the individual power began, in which we gave our power away to institutions, to religions, to authority figures, to the government, to everything outside of ourselves. We wanted them to make us happy, but that was impossible. It just cannot happen. We were never told that we have the ability to switch our thoughts from feelings of being miserable to feeling happy in just a few seconds. Unfortunately, because people become so familiar with those miserable feelings and, and especially with being a victim, they just don't realize until it gets way too hard, like hitting rock bottom, that there's a much, much, much easier way to live. And it's all done by choice. Some clients come to me and complain about their spouses. And <laughs> my first words out of my mouth is that your spouse did not come here to make you happy. They are in a relationship with you to make themselves happy. So... The recipe for a great relationship is to let the person be themselves. Love them unconditionally. And guess what happens? They love you back unconditionally. The truth is, they love you back unconditionally. And through this unconditional love, you raise each other up vibrationally. And that's what makes the match work. The truth is, I can change the way I feel from reacting to lovingly accepting. This shift changes the whole dynamics of relationships, of all relationships. The only thing that can ruin relationship is the ego that says, you're not making me happy, which of course is impossible. 
we place such a huge burden on those that we love because we feel that it's their responsibility if we're happy or we're sad. And that is so unreasonable. (laughs) Isn't that true? One of the reasons I started my show nine years ago was to empower people, including myself, to realize that when we are miserable, we become our own worst enemy as we get stuck. My message has been that in just a few seconds to a few hours, you can change the way you see things to keep that magnificent power within you instead of giving your power away to people, places, or things outside of you. The message that my listeners resonate with is that happiness is only a few seconds away if you so choose it. And from what I'm seeing, vibrations are now shifting to a higher frequency all over the planet as more and more people begin to take their power and their individual freedom back. You know, there are many other radio shows and many, many wonderful books, such as Gary's, and or I should say Joshua's, that we are currently witnessing a dramatic shift in the collective consciousness. And it's a radical change in higher consciousness unlike any other time in history of the planet Earth. It's so tremendous. Despite all of the events that occur in the world, the majority of the events are only here to shift us back into our power of how we need to approach life these days. We're constantly changing and the events help us to change. And that means that we are evolving to new heights. No, I don't believe the world is out of control. I simply believe it is shifting because the majority of people have taken their power back as they awaken to this incredible, ever-changing reality that is being revealed at a speed that is unreal. Our world is changing, and it is such a great time to be alive. We all have the power to decide how we want to live. My good friend, Parisha, just sent me a message by Neil Donald Walsh that says, quote, Quantum physics tell us that nothing that is observed is unaffected by the observer. That statement from science holds an enormous and powerful insight. It means that everyone sees a different truth because everyone is creating what they see. Wow, powerful. And I believe that right now the majority on this planet is creating a brilliant and vital reality using the power of the desires and how they want to live. I believe that the majority on this planet do not approve of what's going on and they are all creating something much different and it's all good. So the message is today, don't react. 
Know your power and don't give it away to something that makes you feel unhappy. Know that happiness, joy, and peace are all an inside job, no matter what is happening in your immediate environment. When you don't react, you begin creating. Build from this space of desire and allow the eyes to open to see the universe. Deliver the action steps to make that happen. It first starts with one person and then spreads out through the energy field to all in that immediate environment. And above all, trust that everything is working out the way it's supposed to be. Last week I was told that the world doesn't need fixing, but the world needs people who are willing to serve. And when we serve the world, well, we're really serving ourselves. Serving brings joy and happiness and self-worth. And then you realize that fixing is just not necessary. It's a great combination for the ultimate success for many years to come. And well, if it's true what scientists say, that life is simply an illusion, then why not make your illusion everything that you desire? <laughs> That's a great question, isn't it? <laughs> so let's take a fast break and we'll be right back with Gary Temple Bodley and the expansion of the Law of Attraction with Joshua. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Come join us on Facebook for your daily dose of inspiration and action that reveals the secret within you. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. That's facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to be activated to draw money to you? Hi, I'm Jules, and I created the Triple Powered Money Activation app featuring a powerful LOA hypnosis session with high-frequency sounds from Code Dimensions that was fully energized by energy transformer Eric Altman. That's why I call it the Triple Powered Money Activation. I've been getting amazing reports on the effectiveness of this state-of-the-art app. Best part is the app is only $9.99 and you can find it on iTunes and Google Play to download into your smartphone. Just put in money activation in the App Store search and look for our green triple powered money activation app. Use it every night as you fall asleep. Get yours today and start manifesting money tomorrow. And we are back. So let's bring Joshua as channeled by Gary Temple Bodley. Gary has his own show, Joshua's Roundtable, on Law of Attraction Radio Network, and it's one of my favorite shows that really makes you think and explore your inner self. Gary began channeling Joshua about two years ago, and since then has written four really, really terrific books. Now Gary is exploring of allowing Joshua to talk through him and 
the results so far have been absolutely delightful. For more information on Gary, please visit theteachingsofjoshua.com. Welcome, Gary, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Hi, Jules. It's great to be here. Are you ready to do an audio of Joshua? Uh, I think I am, yes. I think I'm ready. Okay. I'm then pretty sure it's going to work out. Let's do it. Okay. It just took a couple of minutes to get Gary really relaxed in order to allow uh, Joshua to come in. So we're going to pick it up where Joshua comes in. Just open your eyes and let me know that Joshua is present. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. I'm thrilled to have you back. It is exciting for us, too. Great. Joshua, let's start off in asking, um, is there anything that Gary should be doing to give him the added confidence that he needs to bring your message out? It is a practice, and this practice is working very well. It will take some time, but in time, he will be able to contact with us and he will be able to speak through us or us through him in a way that is comfortable for him. Right now, there's a little hesitation. He wants to do it in a different way than we're doing it now. He wants to be smooth. He wants to have eye contact. He wants to be clear. He wants to be quick, but there's a little hesitation and he's working that out. His body is moving, as you can see, and if he can clear that up and keep his eyes open, he'll be more confident. Is there anything I can do to help Gary to just relax? No, you're doing a wonderful job. Okay. Everything is fine. Okay. Wonderful. So I am going to go ahead and start asking some questions. And if you are game to go, let's go. Joshua, you have a personality. We are a collection. Our collection comes through, mostly through Gary. It is a co-creation between his personality and our personality. Our personality is a little bit higher and lighter and faster and sillier than his. And uh, he modifies it as it comes through. So we'll see if he changes the way he does things as we progress. But we'll play with it. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yes, I, I do see that there's a lighter side to you. And Gary is going to get that and bring it in. And I think that's going to help get your message out. Gary is focused on the importance of this message. We are focused on the non-importance of it. Oh, that was good. That was good. The non-importance of the message is... That this is supposed to be fun. That we're here for joy. You're here for joy, and we're here for joy. You're enjoying this encounter. We're enjoying this encounter immensely. However, there are beliefs involved. 
Gary has certain beliefs. He believes that there should be results in this, and we believe that it should be interesting and fun, regardless of the results. We are not result-oriented. He is very result-oriented, which is fine for him and fine for a lot of people, but people take this information too seriously. Um, you know, there's some serious information going on and people react to it based on their beliefs of where their life is at the time and their perspective of what they're going through at the time. And to them, this is an answer for them. And they sometimes get frustrated when the answers don't re reveal the results they're looking for, just because they're at the beginning of the process. And as the process goes on, they'll find more and more useful information that will be able to move into their lives and they can adopt. And right now everyone is at, you know, the first inch of this journey, but they expect to be at the millionth mile within just a few weeks. And that's not how it works. So this is intended to be fun, informative, enjoyable, interesting, exciting, enlightening, empowering, uh, vibrationally, you know, raising, um, and not too serious. And not too serious. Okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, in this day and age, though, Joshua, people are having extremely difficult time feeling joy because of all of the fear. Is that fear in the collective consciousness? And what can we do about this getting control of this fear? Humans have always been fearful. Humans have been more based in fear throughout history. This is the time of awakening. This is the time when humans are crossing the threshold from being more in fear to being more in love. There are only two emotions, love and fear. When one goes from living in fear to living in love, the reality changes. The consciousness of the planet changes. It's that humans are in fear, but the rest of the planet is not in fear. The rest of the planet, the plants and the animals, live in love. They are without fear. They have some survival instinct fear now and again, just as we all do, just as you all do, but primarily they're not worried about anything. They're enjoying their time on Earth. Now, let's talk about enjoying. You can enjoy a good book, a good conversation, a good meal. You can enjoy drama and gossip. You can enjoy something exciting or something disastrous. It's interesting. You choose whether you enjoy it or not. But if you're focused on it, you're enjoying it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be focused on it. If you are reading an obituary about somebody, you are enjoying that reading, even though you are thinking it's a terrible thing to die. If you weren't enjoying it, you wouldn't be reading it. If you're, if you're turning to the obituary page, there's some enjoyment out of that. You're opening up the newspaper and you're going to that section and you're reading about people who have passed on. But at the same time, you think it's bad. So you are denying yourself the enjoyment of it because you believe it's bad. You believe it's wrong to think thoughts about people who have passed on, even though, of course, it isn't, right? right? So you're enjoying it all. You're enjoying the good and the bad, 
but you're choosing to feel bad about enjoying the bad. You're choosing your perspective. So when it's something that everyone thinks is good, like the birth of a baby, you can be happy and have joy. And when it's something that is bad, like a funeral, where you're celebrating the life of somebody, but you can be crying and not enjoy the funeral. The funeral could be enjoying, enjoyable. You could get joy from the funeral, seeing all the people there, thinking about the person who passed on, thinking about their life. That could be very enjoyable. It could be just as enjoyable as a wedding or a birth. But you choose to believe that that's a bad thing. And that perspective negates the natural flow of joy to you. So it's all perspective. You choose whether it's joy or whether it's uh, Great. something you don't like, right? Something you believe is wrong. And you say, that's wrong. But why are you focused on it? If it's really wrong, ignore it. Don't even focus on it. Pass it over. Don't think about it. You, don't have, you do not have to be informed. Being informed of things you don't want does you no good whatsoever, ever, under any circumstances. The only reason you watch things you think are bad is because you get some joy out of thinking they're bad. And that's all there is to it. It makes you feel better about yourself. There's some joy in there good. somewhere, right? And but you're not you're believing that's not joy. That's not you're saying that that's not the same joy as you know focusing on something good. It's still joy, right? So when people say that their lives are without joy, well, that's like saying their lives are without interest or without focus or without paying attention to anything. It's just that they're focused in a way that makes it seem or gives them an excuse not to feel joy. They're feeling negative emotion at the same time they're finding interest in something. And that negative emotion is a perspective that they chose themselves. So we're not supposed to look at the things that we don't want and inform ourselves. In other words, we should just turn a blind eye and say that there's a great big attack, a, a terrorist attack, we should not pay attention to that at all. We should just keep on going down the road and kind of turn a blind eye to all of that. Explain that. We're having a conversation about joy. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you about a terrorist attack. Okay. Thank terrorist you. attacks, disasters, all, kind, all things like this are coordinated ahead of time from the non-physical by the people involved before their birth. They choose to come here. They choose to be born into a situation that gives them the trajectory that this will end up happening, right? While they're here, they can change their mind. They have free will, but they've intended to do this. And these uh, occurrences, these events have other purposes. The other purposes are to increase love in the world. The fear that's created by ter minor, you know, uh, terrorist attacks, which I will say are minor, in the scheme of history, these little attacks here and there are like little pimples, okay? And what they do is they coalesce around the area where the attack occurred. And this brings out more love, more compassion, more sympathy, more empathy for all the people involved. So when you look at a terrorist attack, now you can feel joy. Okay, because it's raising your vibration up to a higher consciousness. It's raising the, the, the collective consciousness, especially around that area. Okay? okay, And you can see what's happening in certain areas 
by the terrorist attacks. Why are terrorist attacks happening in specific areas, right? So if a terrorist attack is happening in a certain city, there's a need for something to happen in the city. And I think when you look at Boston and Boston Strong, what happened in Boston, where the community came together like never before, where the south side of the north side and the east side and the west side came together as one, where before they were having little fights amongst each other and little, this is better than that's better. Now they are one. That brought that city into the awareness of the whole world. It did, brought so much love into that city. And so Boston, right now, has no need for another terrorist attack. Okay. Wow. Now, that terrorist attack, everyone involved, the victims and the perpetrators, are all part of the plan that came through. So all death is suicide. A death is meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. You come and go easily. All the animals know this. They come and go easily. Uh, one life is no big deal. You put too much importance on one life. You, you can come here and, and, uh, and visit and have fun. And even when you're non-physical, you're here anyway. So it's no big deal whether you're physical or not. Okay? You just think it is. It's just an illusion. So you can look at a terrorist attack. And you can say, that is a wonderful thing. Or you can say, that is a terrible thing, right? If you're looking at it, you're getting something from it. But you're denying yourself what you're getting. If you see it as a bad thing, you are conflicted. That conflict causes inner stress. Now, that's really important to know. Anytime you have conflict, and terrorist attacks don't give you much conflict, but arguments with loved ones give you conflict, right? you're seeing the argument with the loved one in the same way you're looking at the terrorist attack. It's exactly the same thing. You're saying that that, that person's doing something wrong. Those terrorists are doing something wrong. It's exactly the same thing. There's no difference whatsoever, except the loved one means more to you. And you're thinking that loved one should be different. If they love me, they should act differently. Therefore, I'm going to stand up and yell and make them change because I can't, I can't feel good if they're being different than I want them to be, right? I can't feel good if these terrorists are going around blowing up airports. I can't feel good, right, if things aren't working out for me, if I can't see them. What you got to do is say, I'm going to feel good, and I'm going to choose a perspective that allows me to feel good. And if I can't watch the news and feel good, I'm not going to watch the news. Mm -hmm. And if I can't talk to this person and feel good, I'm not going to talk to that person. However, if I can learn to feel good, if I can figure out to see a perspective that allows me to feel good, then I can talk to anybody and I can witness anything and I can feel joy in everywhere. And I can see someone dying and feel good about it because I know what's happening, right? And I could look at a terrorist attack and feel good because I know what's happening. And I can look at my lover and feel good that they're yelling because I know what's happening for them. I understand that they're going through something that has nothing to do with me, right? Just because I choose a perspective that makes it about me and I choose to feel good about that, bad about that, right, doesn't mean it's true. I can choose a perspective to understand what my lover is going through, or I can choose a perspective to make me feel bad about what's happening. It's my choice either way. And you're happy to make any choice you want. It doesn't matter, right? It's not that important. It's not that important. <laughs> right? That is brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where, where is Gary right now? Gary is here in the background. In the background. Is he observing from a 
third person he's, perspective. He's watching from the back. You're watching from the front and we're in the middle. Wow. And he's enjoying it. Yes. He's feeling comfortable. Very. Okay, good. Good. So I want to go back and, and talk about the um, things that we shouldn't be or we shouldn't be focusing on anything that's not bringing us joy. But I have a real passion about empowering people and their health. Okay. So that they can take full responsibility for improving their health and not necessarily depending on Western medicine or, or the cost or anything like that. So you have a belief about health. Uh, thank you. Have you have okay. certain beliefs about health that are beneficial and you have certain beliefs about health that are limiting. That's true. Okay. Everyone does. So the beneficial beliefs about health affect you and the limiting beliefs about health affect you. You can influence people to an extent, but by now they've already have their own beneficial beliefs and limiting beliefs. By you reducing your own limiting beliefs, you become an example to them that they can do the same thing. However, you can never preach to them. You can never say that what they're believing is wrong or that th what you're believing is right. There is no wrong. They are doing what they're doing based on their journey. They come to you with a seeking of advice. That's one thing. But if you see them as lacking, you fall into their lacking. If you see them as sick, then they're sick and you can't solve that problem. Okay. No amount of talking will ever solve that problem. True. They've gotten this way primarily from holding on to a limiting belief about certain things, right? Resentment might cause this and anger might cause this. And that happens over years and years. You don't see angry, you know, animals getting cancer or whatever it is, you know, so you, and, and people think that the emotion has nothing to do with the illness. They think good emotions are here and bad emotions are here and that's just part of life, right? But prolonged negative emotion causes prolonged manifestation events that are designed to change these limiting beliefs, but the people are resisting what's happening in these events. All illness is a result of resistance. All illness can be cured by the act of allowing. When someone moves from resistance to allowing, the body will heal itself. Okay, if that can be done. If, some, if people can reduce their limiting beliefs enough to get into a state of allowing, then the body will heal itself. But belief is very strong. So you have to act within the person's personal set of beliefs. Okay. So they have certain beneficial beliefs, mostly beneficial beliefs, and a few limiting ones. The worst thing that can happen is for someone to get a diagnosis because that is a very limiting belief, right? The best thing that could happen is for people to understand that they have a vibration and that the universe is reacting to their vibration, okay? Now, if they want to get away from something they don't like, like a bad marriage or poverty, or illness, 
it's going to be very difficult because their focus is on that sort of thing. In this attractive universe, you move towards what is wanted, not away from what is unwanted. The universe doesn't know the difference between wanted and unwanted. It knows your focus. It assumes that if you're focused on something, that's what you want. That's what you're interested in. That's what brings you joy. If you are focused on something, and if you think it's bad, the universe has no idea what bad is. The universe is neutral. It just sees the focus. It just sees the attention to it. So if someone wants to remove themselves from a condition they don't like, they have to simply find a way to like that condition. If they can like that condition, be at peace that condition, accept that condition as it is, accept it as a gift that it is, all conditions are gifts, they can then release that and move towards what is wanted. Now, having good health is not really wanted when you have a bad health. What you really want is the removal of the bad health. Okay. So it gets right. tricky that way. So, it's, so in dealing with, with people's health issues, you need to have them have a radical new approach to life, which is accepting that everything as is in the moment is perfect. So a lot of times people will ask Joshua questions, will ask us questions, and they will say, I have this issue. What do I do? And we say that if you wouldn't change something, if you think it is awesome the way it is, if you would not change a thing about it, then you might call that thing perfect. If it can't be changed, if you wouldn't do anything else to it, it's perfect as it is. Well, the condition that exists in the moment cannot be changed in the moment. The moment is what the moment is. So you must call the moment perfect. If you can't change the moment, you must call it perfect. If you can't change something, it must be considered perfect the way it is. So now going from that, where you understand that whatever is in the situation is perfect, you can say that, why is it perfect? What evidence do I have to prove that this is perfect the way it is? When it seems like it's not perfect, I know it is perfect. I've been told it's perfect. I can't change it, so it must be perfect. What evidence do I have? Well, one evidence is that it got you to think about your life. It got you to think about your approach to life, how you've been living life. If you got to meet Joshua, then you've raised your vibration high enough that you can be on the same level with us. Very few people in the world have done that. Just to be in vibrational vicinity of us means you're on the leading edge of thought. Okay, this illness brought you to us. This illness is what moved you along step by step to raise your vibration high enough to get a desire high enough that you found us. This financial collapse brought Gary high enough where he could reach us. This bad marriage brought this person high enough where they could reach us. So this is one good thing. Now you can find a million other things to go on top of that. So you have to accept where you are. Unconditional love is simply nothing more than unconditional acceptance. If you unconditionally love somebody, you unconditionally accept them. They could go set the house on fire or have 20 affairs, you'd be happy with that, right? Because you unconditionally accept whatever that they do. If you, if you can unconditionally accept whatever the situation is, you now go from a state of resistance to a state of allowing. 
Right. You can't fix anything from a state of resistance. You can only accept that you're in the stream going downstream, moving around rocks and not removing every rock you come in contact with. Right. You also don't need to put a motor on your boat, by the way, to go downstream. There's no way you can get there faster. The stream is never ending, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I like that. So did this make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. So but now for... when you want to counsel somebody on on being more healthy, what what are you looking at now? You are not looking at anything that might be wrong. You're accepting that everything as it is is right, right? And it's the resistance to anything that might be considered wrong. Now, this challenges your beliefs. Yeah, but is it my beliefs or is it's it your the beliefs? Because we're only talking about you and you're the only person that matters in the entire universe. Oh, okay. You're the center of your universe. Yeah. Everything is your beliefs. No one shows up unless they respond to your beliefs. You'll never meet another person unless they're vibrationally matched to your beliefs. Right? So you have many, many, many beneficial beliefs. And you have a couple limiting beliefs. And many great people show up for the beneficial beliefs. And the ones you think you can help will show up from the net limiting beliefs. Right? And you'll give them something, an idea, and that idea may make sense to you, and it will definitely make sense to them, too, to a lot of them. And they may live by your influence and adjust their beliefs, or they may not. You know, that's, that's just part of your beliefs. Now, but starting from a more effective approach, you say that nothing's wrong and that we are going to, to adopt a set of beliefs that empower us. Mm -hmm. And by this, moving from resistance, limiting beliefs to resistance based on fear, to allowing, you will be guided to the proper course of action for you specifically. Right? So for you specifically, maybe you are guided to water. For someone else specifically, maybe they are guided to bacon. <laughs> you don't know, right? <laughs> Bacon may be the cure, the cure for all humanity. You have no idea. Yeah. You have a belief about bacon, but it could be erroneous. It could work for you, but maybe not for everyone else. Everyone is completely unique and individual in this reality. Right. Isn't that interesting? There's no snowflake or human that has ever been the same, ever. Not even close. Every perspective is completely unique. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. So then... Going into a state of allowing versus a state of resistance means analyzing any fear or any belief that may be limiting. Okay, all limiting beliefs is based in irrational fear. An irrational fear is one where the result of this action or this belief could not kill you. Speaking in public is an irrational fear because you cannot be killed in that moment. Right? Okay. Ask, asking someone out on a date, being afraid to do that, is an irrational fear because you can't be killed in that moment, maybe down the road but not in that moment petting a lion is a rational fear you know that sort of thing yeah. so if a limiting belief is based in a rational fear and the rational fear is always false it is never ever true so all limiting beliefs are never true which means that if they're limiting they're not true if they're beneficial they're always true any beneficial belief is always true so by reducing your limiting beliefs reducing your amount of fear in your life, you're moving away from fear and towards love. You're crossing that threshold. As you do this, you bring people with you. 
you create an, an, a world, an environment, where there's less people in fear, more people in love. You're an influencer by that, by how you act, not how you choose to see how other people should act, but by you, how you personally act, because this okay. is your universe. This is your reality. It does Nothing else matters. Interesting. Um, okay, so I choose really not to counsel people. I just choose to do like Gary does and put it into a magazine and then let them come and pick up what they need or not. Sure. You could have a magazine with 100 articles. You could not agree with any of them, and that would be fine. It's not your belief to go through anything and pick and choose what is right or wrong. Right. It is all right. You could talk to us about the most crazy thing in the world and we would say you're right. We would never say you were wrong. We would agree with you 100%. And that's the world. The world is a bunch of articles and a bunch of opinions and they're all right. But who are they right for? They're right for whoever is attracted to them. Right. Right. Their beliefs are going to line up with this and their beliefs are going to line up with that. Now, all they have to do is realize that are they going to be on the side of things that they believe are wrong? Are they going to rail against what they think is wrong? Are they going to try and change things that they are wrong? Or are they going to realize that what's wrong for them could be right for everyone else? And the only thing they have to change is their perspective on that wrong thing. And so for you, you could live your life deliciously well, drinking a certain type of water, and being totally happy and empowered by that. Right? But for you to rail against a whole system that you could never change, yeah, you're just banging your head against a wall, and you're bringing this water thing, you know, much, okay. much deeper for you. It's okay. for you. It doesn't mean anything else. You're not saving anybody by changing the whole water system. Okay. 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 So fluoride. This is really good, Joshua. So fluoride in the water is. Uh, to me, very toxic, right? And it hurts the pineal gland that people are connecting, right? So, but it's just in my world, in my universe. Is it's that just correct? For, for you and for those who will, are gravitating towards it? Yeah, those who find that belief beneficial, right? So, let's say I want my my desire is to have my pineal gland pristine, clear, and open as much as possible, right? And I believe that drinking water without fluoride enables that. So I'm going to drink water without fluoride. That's perfect. That's perfect for you to think that. And if people want to follow you. But if you find someone and you have see them having difficulty connecting to inner self or higher intelligence or health issues, and you say, your cure is to get your pineal gland fixed, and the only way you can do it is remove the fluoride, well, you're just giving them a limiting belief. Because oh. now every time they drink tap water, they're going to be, oh my God, I'm drinking tap water, my pineal gland is rusted shut. Oh, goodness. Right? Well, oh, God. well, what am I going to do? I mean, what am I going to do? I'm at a crossroads here. I'm on the radio. Should I not be telling people? You should be telling people that... The idea of having an open pineal gland is a wonderful thing. Wow. And this is how you do it, but maybe it doesn't work for everyone. Okay. But how you found is you do this and this and this, okay? But you're not giving advice here. 
You're just talking about yourself personally. Now, everyone has to find their own way to open their pineal gland. The gold beam of light coming down does a really good job. It's super powerful. Okay. Right? Um, eating bacon helps for some people. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, if it works for people, okay. Open up what that works, works, Right. <laughs> yeah. Resisting stuff doesn't work. That's all we know. When you resist stuff, you're just blocking off the flow of energy. When you allow whatever to happen, you get in touch with higher level thoughts. Now, all thoughts exist. Do you know that? All uh, thoughts that have ever thought, ever will be thought, all ideas that have ever been thought or ever will come up exist right now. Everything you said, exists. You said that before, and that's what I, that's really the first time I heard that. Okay. So you don't create the thoughts, you attract the thoughts. Certainly, you create little thoughts here and there. What you're really doing, you're altering your vibration. So if you want to think about, you know, a childhood friend, you are switching your vibration so that those thoughts come to you. They're out there, always there, all the time in the cloud, and you're accessing them just by switching a vibration, the same thing your computer does. But you can do it much quicker, right? But there are certain thoughts that have never occurred to you. And they don't need to occur to you because they don't apply to you. But if you reach a vibrational frequency with those thoughts, they'll come to you. Now, if you reach a vibrational frequency with blowing up the Empire State Building, you can figure out how to do that. That's your desire, right? Those thoughts are out there. The plans for that are out there and existing. And if you reach vibrational frequency with creating an electric car, those are there too, right? So whoever gets there first gets there first. It's just your desire. So you can come into range with whatever you desire, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, because that doesn't matter, right? The ideas are there, open to everyone. You have to think about what you want to come into vibration alignment with. And you have to be uh, understanding that those thoughts will come to you when you reach that vibration. This is the first manifestation of your desire. When you allow yourself to get within range of what you want, thoughts that you had never thought before are coming to you. There'll be brilliant ideas. Now, sometimes you will discount those brilliant ideas and say that that is a bunch of bullshit, right? Because you have some limiting beliefs that think that, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. However, those are valid ideas. They're your ideas. They came to you only because you were a vibrational match to them. If they're brilliant ideas, they're brilliant ideas in some form. Maybe they have to be flushed out and worked on and coerced and thought about a little bit more, but you're getting somewhere. So this is an important thing to think about. Um, when you have a desire, such as to enlighten others, and to attract others to your work and to bring everyone together in your work, right? You don't want to fight against why it's not working or uh, think about the numbers, right? You want to say, I'm doing this work. I have the power of the universe behind me and I will get inspired at the right time. I do not focus on money or numbers or people or feedback or positive responses or negative responses or any of this stuff. All I care about is focusing on 
the work of bringing people from fear to love. And I don't care how I do it, right? And you might think that, that uh, you have an agenda in the magazine. Well, the agenda of the magazine is really to bring people out of fear and into love, out of resistance and into allowing, out of non-acceptance or intolerance into acceptance. Okay? That's all that you have to do. Now, if that's your theme, bringing people from love, from, I'm sorry, from fear to love, mm -hmm. if that's the whole theme of your life, your magazine, your work, your radio station, your radio show, there's nothing more powerful in the world, and the universe will line up to help you with that. From that point, where, where you are completely allowing, and you say that these numbers that I'm viewing don't mean anything. They could be a million, they could be 10 million, they could be five. It's the same thing, it doesn't matter, right? You are moving the consciousness from fear to love. That's all you're doing. Whether it's one person or a billion people, it doesn't matter. Okay. Now, the lucky thing with this um, being an allower is that you are allowing the universe to do all the work, okay? You are not saying I have to do any work. You are saying I will be inspired when the time's inspired. I will be open to new ideas and new thoughts, and I'll be happy to do whatever it is. And when an idea occurs to me, or when somebody says something, if it's said to me in this state of allowing, it's gotta be a great idea. It's gotta be something new. If it occurs to me while I'm in a vibrational state of allowing, it's gotta be lead to something. It may not be the end all answer, but researching this or going into this idea a little bit further is going to reveal more stuff. It's going to lead to new places. So um, in a magazine that has some fear and some love in it, you are you're giving a mixed message, right? But that's what you're dealing with here. You have people that are in love. They're mostly in love. They're mostly on this side of the line. And they're trying to get others over to their side of the line. And they're using fear to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's, and all they're going to do is attract people who are in fear. Right. Right? Now, if you use love to do it, all you're going to do is attract people who are in love already or those on the fence. You're not going to get the bottom of the barrel. You're going to get those that are super close to that line. And you can bring them over. Okay? And there may not be enough people in that line. That's just how it is. But you can't get any of the... You know, by getting people in fear, more in fear, it doesn't do anything to bring them into love, right? It's not the purpose of your magazine. It's not the purpose of your life. And that's where we're stopping the session this week. Wow, wasn't that interesting? Can you see that this is the expanded version of the Law of Attraction? I will tell you that I noticed Gary's facial features were totally different from what I saw on the cruise. And I noticed that with Gary's eyes open, his eyes were changing. It, it was really fascinating. And I think it's a great start and it will allow you, my listeners and Gary's listeners and all of Love Attraction Radio Network listeners to really have a deep, deep conversation with Joshua. This is so much fun and what a great experience. 
please visit Gary's site, which is theteachingsofjoshua.com and listen to his radio show because I think that there's going to be more revealing information coming along. And as Neil Donald Walsh wrote, everyone has their truth. That means that the universe sends me all of these wonderful new shows that has more views in which more people are hearing their particular truth in which to expand their life and even possibly remove their own limiting beliefs. So take what information that you resonate with and use it to find your joy. And with that, May you have a magnificent week ahead because, bottom line, you are one magnificent person. And we are so blessed to have you on the planet at this time. You are part of the loving collective consciousness that is shifting the planet. And I'm so glad you're here. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.